Hi, guys. Welcome to our third episode of Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain. I always feel weird saying my full name. It's like super uncomfortable, but I just did it and it was fine. So how are you all? I hope you guys are doing great. I'd like to tell you about how my morning was to start out the episode today because I kind of had a rough morning. I started out my morning by going to the dentist, which waking up early this morning wasn't easy because I went to bed at 5.30 p.m. PM, not PM. That would have been great. I went to bed at 5.30 a.m. because I couldn't fall asleep for the life of me. I laid in bed for six hours and could not fall asleep. It was awful. Woke up this morning, went to the dentist, got my Invisalign. So now I, this is not sponsored by Invisalign. I wish it was though. I got Invisalign because I didn't wear my retainer when I was a child. And because I had braces when I was younger. And then, you know, I wore my retainer for a few years and then I stopped and then my bottom teeth got crooked. I describe my bottom teeth as a meat grinder. They just look like they could shred just about anything because they're all sharp and turned around and shit. Hate it. So got Invisalign and it's in my mouth right now. Weirdly enough, you can't tell at all. Earlier when I first got it, my S's were a little bit messed up, but now I sound completely normal. So I don't know if I'm just like super talented because I talk so much that like my adjustment time is just shortened. But anyway, so that's where I'm at. Nobody cares about my Invisalign journey, but I will keep you posted. It is really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie, but it at least isn't affecting my speaking. So that's great. Now let's get into the actual episode. Today we're talking about fashion, which is weird because I got a few requests for this topic and I was like, I don't think I could make a full episode out of this at all. But then I talked about it with my dad and kind of brainstormed and I was like, Loki, let's do it. So here we are. We're going to be talking about fashion today. I think fashion is one of my biggest interests, whether I necessarily show it or not, considering I'm a big fan of sweatsuits, like big baggy sweatpants with a big baggy sweatshirt and Air Force Ones. I love that look. But deep down in my brain, I'm thinking about fashion. But like on the outside, it doesn't look like I am. But it's in there in my brain, right? So I'm excited to talk about it, give you guys some tips, tell you guys some stories, do it all. So let's get into it. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar. Featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it And it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. 
When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So my fashion journey began as a preschooler. Funny story. I used to, instead of going to daycare, I would go to my grandma's house. That was for a few years. So I was at my grandma's house every day with my cousin Casey. And we would just hang out together with my grandma while my parents were at work. And it was great. Actually, some of my best memories, although I was so young, I don't really know if I can remember much except for like peeing on her balcony and then running around the house with dirt and shit. Like that's all I remember, but I feel like it was a good memory. Anyway, so my grandma had a neighbor who I don't remember if he was like a fashion designer or if he was an employee at a nicer store, but he used to give my grandma like toddler clothes that were super fashionable. So like imagine like a full Chanel runway outfit, but for toddlers. Okay. So this guy would give outfits like that to my grandma and then give them to me and my cousin Casey and we would wear them. So I loved being glamorous at that age, even though I was like, I don't even think I had a brain yet, but I was like obsessed with that. And I was obsessed with all of the cheap jewelry that you'd win at like Chuck E. Cheese. Like if you went to Chuck E. Cheese and you like got enough little uh, tickets, you could get like a, or coins. What is it? Coin, whatever, fuck it. If you get enough coins, then you could get like a plastic ring. I would get those plastic rings and I'd wear them until they turned black. Okay. Because I was like so obsessed with all that stuff. And then I'd wear those fancy outfits and I just felt like a princess. So that was that. I loved dressing up, whatever. It's kind of a fever dream though, that my grandma's neighbor somehow had the connections to get mini fake designer outfits for children. Like, where do you even buy that? Like, where did this man work? I'm so confused. Like, how much did it cost? Like, I wonder how expensive the actual outfits were. I know for a fact they were at least like 50 bucks, if not more. And that's like one tiny piece of fabric. Because if you think about it, toddlers, not a lot of service area going on. So like 50 bucks for a little outfit's kind of a lot. Anyway, very bizarre. But that's where I think my fashion love started. And then obviously, you know, elementary school, I don't even remember what I was wearing, weird shit. Like I would go to places like Kohl's, JCPenney, all those types of places and just pick out shit that didn't make any sense. Like no sense at all. Like the worst thing I could find for some reason, that's what I was wearing in elementary school. Stuff with like a little like monkey on it or like little weird flared capris with like big flip flops. Like I don't know what I was on. Although low key, I feel like that shit's going to come back. Like that kind of early 2000s style that I was wearing in elementary school, that's going to come back and I will be wearing it probably in two years, three years. So once that comes back, I'll literally be jinxing myself because I'm talking shit about it right now. But I looked so lame when I was in elementary school and I don't think I really knew what I was wearing. So no reason to talk about that. But middle school is when it started to be on my radar because I moved towns. So I went from being in, el in an elementary school where it was a very normal middle class, just super fucking normal town. Nobody was like extremely wealthy or anything. It was very normal. And then I moved 
to a different town with my mom. My dad still lived there, but my mom. And so I moved there with my mom and the energy was quite different because I was still like a normal kid, but a lot of the kids in this town were really wealthy. So I start going to school and I start seeing all these new brands. This is in middle school. So I start going to school, new town, and you know, the kids are a little bit more wealthy. So I'm starting to see different brands that I'd never seen like Abercrombie, Hollister, you know, Air Apostle, whereas I was wearing probably Old Navy, you know, the more affordable stuff. And all these kids are wearing this, these expensive clothes. And it was such a shock for me because I was not cool in middle school when I first moved because I was like not wearing the cool brands that they were wearing, you know, I did not fit in with the squad. Okay. I did not have friends for a long time in middle school. Middle school is the worst time of my life. Debatable, but the worst time of my life. So I remember the first thing I wanted was Abercrombie jeans. I was like, I need Abercrombie jeans. All the cool girls have Abercrombie jeans, low-waisted, let's get it. And so I think for Christmas or something or for back-to-school shopping, I was like, begged my mom. I was like, please. And their jeans are so fucking expensive. But I was like, mom, please listen to me. Listen to me. I, I need these. I need these. And that was the first time I started. And that's when I started conforming to the masses of my school. It was like prior to that, I wasn't really thinking about conforming. But then in middle school, it was like, oh, no, I'm getting the Abercrombie jeans and I'm getting the fucking Hollister. I'm going to the Hollister outlet in the Abercrombie outlet because they have those. And it was amazing. It was the plug when I was younger because it was like nobody knew it was from the outlet, but it was way cheaper. So I'd get like the same Abercrombie jeans that everybody else had, but I'd get them for $19 and everybody else was paying 60 bucks outlets huge hack. But anyway, so I like was literally not going to show up to school unless I was fitting in with everybody else, which is really, really sad in retrospect. But I'm being honest. I'm not going to act like, no, I wanted to be myself. Fuck. No, I didn't. I wanted to be every other bitch in middle school. I did not want to be myself at all. I wanted to fit in. If it wasn't Abercrombie jeans, Hollister top in Vans, it was Lululemon leggings, black North Face Denali jacket, and some sort of van or converse. That was the look. That's all you wore. So like for Christmas, that was my time where I was like, I'm going to get everything that all of my friends have. So that when I show up to school, I look like a carbon copy of them. Yes, this is it. Basically, my point here is in middle school, I didn't even think about fashion as a thing. I was literally just trying to fit in as best as I could. I didn't care if I liked what I was wearing. I just needed to be wearing what everyone else was wearing. Oh my God, Ugg boots was a huge thing back then too. Oh, ew. Although I do have like these mini little boots that are like Ugg boots. I would get like the ugly Ugg boots though. Like I would get the ones that had like the, they were the high ones, the ones that went to like your mid, mm, above your mid calf. And then they had the buttons. Oh Lord, it was such a mess. But I loved it. I loved it. I loved being a part of something. I felt like I was a part of something. This middle school basic bitch army that I was in it and I loved it. And it was sad because I remember I would sometimes go to stores that were like a little bit different. Like, let's say I'd go to Forever 21 where there's like a broad array of styles. I would see something that I thought was really cool. I was really intrigued by it. And sometimes I'd even buy it, but I'd go to school wearing it and I'd feel so insecure because it wasn't 
fitting in with the basic bitch army. So I felt so out of place and I would feel so insecure all day. And I'd literally go home and I'd be like, I'm never wearing this shit again. And I wasted a lot of my mom's money doing that because I would find shit that I liked, but then I'd never end up wearing it because I, it didn't fit in. And that's really sad. Luckily in high school, I had uniforms. So didn't have to worry about that. Cause then the second I got to high school, it was like, there was no such thing as fashion. We had one free dress day on Fridays. Every Friday we got to wear whatever the fuck we wanted. And I would wear my uniform, but with sweatpants under it. <laughs> so that was all girls school for me. It was quite a journey. I literally never dressed cute for school. Maybe freshman year. I was like trying to be trying to be cute for some, for no apparent reason. There's no one to impress. So I don't know what I was doing, but yeah, there was no such thing as fashion for me in high school. I feel like that's when I started though, like on the weekends, that was when I would like get to dress up and wear whatever I wanted because clothing wasn't on the front of my mind every day for school. When it came to the weekends, I kind of didn't really know where to go when it came to putting clothes on my body. I had basically no fashion sense at all because I wasn't strengthening that part of my brain because I literally was wearing a uniform every day. So I just didn't have time to develop my personal style at all. But towards the end of my high school journey, when I started to kind of disconnect mentally from school, I think that's when I started to get more into fashion. And I remember I would have my dad go out with me and take Instagram photos of me in these outfits that I thought were cool because I kind of wanted to document them and I wanted to like create a vibe or whatever. And that's kind of when I started shopping at like Brandy and like Urban and um, trying to like up my game a little bit. But it was hard because I always felt guilty about buying clothes because when you want to be fashionable, it costs money, right? And I always felt bad because I didn't make my own money. So it was also hard for me to expand myself because I didn't have the money to do it. And my parents are not the CEO of Google. So it wasn't like I could go out and shop whenever I wanted, right? As it is for most, for almost everybody in this fucking world, it's kind of, you have to be strategic, which is when I kind of started getting into thrifting because I'd go to a thrift store and I'd get 20 pieces for a hundred bucks or more. I'd get like 30 pieces for a hundred bucks. And that's when I started to be able to experiment more. And then I started YouTube, which kind of opened my eyes to more fashion shit too. And then it was just kind of me trying to do my own thing while also kind of imitating what other people were doing that I admired, but also making it my own thing, which ended up making it sometimes not as cute, if that makes sense. Like in the beginning, I would try to imitate what other people were doing, but then because I w it wasn't an exact replica, it was like Emma's spin on it, it would end up being kind of weird. It would miss the mark because I just didn't have it all figured out yet. But I just started doing a lot of research, you know, looking at vintage magazines and, you know, just looking at people whose style I admire on Instagram, on fucking anywhere, anywhere I could find fashion inspiration, I would like take note of it. And like, sometimes I'd take photos of magazines. Sometimes I would, you know, save things on my Instagram folders. I made a bunch of Pinterest boards and I just started kind of figuring out my style and my aesthetic with clothes so that I could find a medley of all of that and create my own thing. And through years of putting together outfits 
time and time again, I kind of feel like I figured out my style now, but I'm still figuring it out and it evolves constantly. But that was kind of my fashion journey throughout my life and how I kind of found my love for it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk, and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. Next, I'm going to talk about dressing up. Like going to an event, going to prom, going to formal, going to fucking anything that's formal, a wedding, okay? I used to loathe, loathe dressing up. I didn't even want to go to prom. I never went to prom, so... I guess I win, but I did not want to go to prom. I dreaded prom as a kid because I did not want to have to wear a dress because I feel so uncomfortable in a dress. There's something about me wearing a dress. It just like some sort of gown. It just does not feel like me at all. And it never has. Like when I look at the mirror in the mirror wearing like a big gown of some sort, I just am like, I don't know that bitch. And I don't really like her. It weirdly feels so unlike me. And I don't know why that is. So I always hated dressing up and I even hated getting my makeup done and getting my hair done because to be honest, I actually feel prettier when I'm dressed down. Like if I just have light makeup on, actually even no makeup sometimes, which people love to comment on my Instagram photos and be like, dude, this bitch looks fucking ugly as hell with no makeup. But I actually prefer my face sometimes with no makeup because it just feels more comfortable. And to me, comfort is beauty in a weird way. And even though I'm not saying I think I look good without makeup, that's not the point. The point is I feel comfortable without makeup. And when I feel comfortable, I feel safe and I feel not pretty, but it's like this weird kind of naturalness like that, that just makes me, when you feel comfortable, it makes you feel confident in a weird way. So even though I might not look in the mirror and be like, damn, like that zit on my forehead looks sexy today because that's what I'm seeing. Like, because I feel comfortable, it makes me feel more confident. And weirdly enough, wearing 
dress up clothes and having a bunch of makeup and hair can sometimes actually make me feel worse about myself. And I don't know why that is, but I think it's because I don't feel comfortable with that. As I've grown up, you know, and I've had to dress up for more things, I've learned to kind of make dressing up fit me so that I feel comfortable when I'm dressed up and I feel like I look dope and like whatever. But it's been hard because like, I don't feel like I look good in high heels. I feel like a fucking loser. I feel so weird. And I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of people like dressing up and, you know, some people look forward to it. And I kind of never could relate to that until recently, just because now I'm trying to, I'm just being very particular about, you know, how it looks and how it makes me feel and like what parts of my body are showing versus covered and like how that makes me feel confidence wise and whatever. Cause like I had this weird thing when I was a child about showing my neck, like weirdly I still do. Hence why I wear turtlenecks so much. I've always like felt really, really vulnerable and insecure for no apparent reason. When I wear things that show my neck, I have no fucking idea why that is. I don't know if it's cause I feel like I'm going to get like, somebody's going to come up behind me and fucking like choke and kill me or something, but not like a turtleneck would help probably make it easier actually. But I don't know. I've always felt weird about my neck showing. So I like remember when I was thinking about going to prom, I was like, oh my God, I need to find a dress where you can't see my neck. This is going to be so tough. I don't know what that is though. Like I have no other issues like that, but my neck freaks me out. My neck and like my like upper chest, like, like my collarbone area freaks me out. Don't like wearing tops. I don't know why that is. I mean, it's fine now. Like I don't feel like I care as much. But when I was younger, that used to freak me out a lot. So I don't really know what the point of that whole tangent was, but I just kind of wanted to talk about how I feel more comfortable with no makeup, comfortable in my clothes, doing my thing. But dressing up can be fun, you know, time and a place, I guess. I have a lot of great questions today so um, that I found on Twitter. I haven't heard the voicemail questions yet. Very excited. But... I'll keep it short so that we can spend a lot of time on questions today because I like questions better for this topic than just me rambling because I can really go on, can't I? So the last two things I want to talk about, I'll start with my involvement in like higher fashion and how that's evolved my taste. I'd love to talk about that because it's just kind of interesting. I used to never really understand like runway trends or like you know, how that stuff can predict what's in next season and whatever. I never understood like how, you know, the bigger designers can impact like stores that are affordable or whatever. And like how that relationship is and how you can kind of, if you're paying attention to higher fashion, sometimes you can catch onto a trend before it's mainstream. But I think that ever since I, I went to my first show with Louis Vuitton last year and that was when I was like, Oh shit, this is a whole new world. Like, you know, even though these outfits are very abstract, you know, there's so many areas of inspo to pull from that, even though it's like, okay, I'm not going to walk on the street wearing this full runway outfit, but then you look at like the shoes or the way that they layered the top with the jacket or the way that the pants fit. And then you can kind of pull from that in little ways into your style like you have to kind of break it down. You can't look at the outfit as a whole because you're not going to get anything out of that. But if you watch a runway show on YouTube anywhere from a designer that you like or any designer at all for that matter, obviously I'd say watch a Louis Vuitton show because I those are my favorite. But if you watch those shows, you can learn a lot about 
unique trends just from watching those shows and then kind of breaking apart each outfit or the ones that catch your eye and then pulling bits and pieces and then incorporating that into your thing. And I think that that's actually helped me a lot. For example, the last Louis Vuitton show I was at, I saw somebody wearing a vest, like a knitted vest. And I had never really considered wearing a vest or like whatever. I have now worn a vest three or four times since and layered it with a turtleneck or layered it with like a collared shirt and it looks dope as fuck. And that's something that I got from watching the runway show because, you know, I wouldn't wear the crazy flamboyant outfit that they had on the runway, but I liked the vest element and boom, whoop, there it is. So if you guys want some kind of artistic fun inspo, weirdly watching runway shows on YouTube can be really fun and it can teach you a lot and it's actually a cool thing to it's kind of like you feel cool because you're in like I love watching all these shows because then you know you can go on Twitter and read what people are saying about the shows and it's really fun to just see the conversation and like that can kind of broaden your horizons a lot and I know for me it totally did because it just made me realize how like truly abstract the whole thing is and how it's a lot more than just like what you're pairing together it's like trying to create like a vibe too. Like you're trying to create like an emotion with your outfit. And I know that sounds deep for nothing, but like, that's weirdly how I think of it now. Like I, even if I'm just wearing jeans and a white t-shirt, like I want that to have a feeling when you look at it, like, oh, that reminds me of like fucking, I don't know, like a girl in the nineties who is going to Home Depot early in the morning with her dad to pick out wood because they're building a tree house. That's the vibe that that outfit gives me. You know what I mean? I want to have something like that with every outfit that I wear. Although right now I'm literally wearing brown cargo shorts and a crew neck. So I don't really know what I'm going for today. Um, I think I'm going for all my favorite jeans are dirty. So, and I want it to be comfortable. So that's something else. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. Last thing I want to talk about before we do Q&A is shopping on a budget. I already kind of like covered this or whatever, but let me tell you, 
you do. I, I hate spending a lot of money on clothes. There's nothing that excites me more than like finding a cool piece in a thrift store. That's so much more rewarding and so much more unique. And I know for me, I have a, I don't really like wearing things that I see other people wearing because it just, I don't know if it's an ego thing or what it is, but I kind of like to be a little different, you know? I mean, I'm not saying I, I wear the same fucking Brandy Melville gray sweatpants that everybody else wears, but like sometimes it's nice to like have something that's kind of one of a kind. Recently I've been using Depop again, wish this was sponsored by Depop. I think we did a brand with Deep. Yeah. We worked with Depop before Depop hit our line again. I love y'all. I've been going on Depop so much because it's great. You can search like vintage, vintage pants, right? And then you can filter out your sizes so that it's only your sizes that you're scrolling through. You can find literally dope vintage pants, one of a kind, no one else has for like anywhere between 20 bucks and like, no, even lower. I've gotten like a skirt off Depop that was fully from the 90s, so dope, 10 bucks. And it fits perfect. It's so fucking cool. $10 and free shipping. Okay. It was amazing. Or even vintage shoes, vintage like Doc Martens. They have vintage Doc Martens on there for cheaper vintage hoodies for like 30 bucks. And they're in great condition. Depop is an amazing, amazing tool. And also you can sell on there too. I've bought so much shit off Depop recently. And it's nicer than going into a thrift store because you can search through a thrift store for hours and have no luck. Or you can, depending on where you live. LA is just not very lucky because everyone thrifts here. So it's kind of secrets up. And all of the vintage stores here just go to the thrift stores, buy shit that they know that kids in LA would want, and then sell them for $100 at their store. So that's how that works. But Depop, dude, buying one of a kind things that are cheap on wherever, that's the key. That is the key. It's a win-win-win situation. There's literally not a point that you're not winning in that. Also, if you're using Depop, you can be selling stuff at the same time. So you can be selling and buying. And then it's like, you know, the money's kind of at a neutral there. And it's just, it's a fucking win, bro. So check that out. I think I covered everything. Let's get to fucking questions. Some fashion questions. Hey, Emma. I wanted to know what's your best advice to better my Instagram feed. Thanks. Hi. Advice on improving your Instagram feed. So I'm not the best at this because I'm not the biggest fan of my own Instagram feed right now because it's basically all just photos of me, which I hate. But I don't really take photos of anything else. I'm now self-reflecting and it's terrifying. So I'm going to stop self-reflecting before I freak out. Here's my tip. And I'm not going to say that I do this exactly, but in an ideal world, I'd be doing this too. So I think the key is like deciding what your aesthetic is going to be. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to have a color that like is consistently showing up? So your whole feed kind of looks green or blue. If so, take photos and make sure that they have those colors in it. Or if not, you can always edit it in post. I don't know how to do that shit, but a lot of my friends do that where they edit the background so that everything matches. It matches with the feed. It's a lot of work in my opinion, but you know, something you can do. Another thing that you can do is you can go on Visco or the editing apps that have good filters and you can use the same filter on every photo. I used to do that for years. So that's the way that I made my feed look consistent was I would use the exact same filter on every photo. I would sometimes take down the intensity of the filter so that it like wasn't as strong 
so that the photo still had its own natural colors. It wasn't like overpowered by the filter. And then sometimes I'd adjust like the exposure and the saturation and the temperature and all that just to kind of make the photo look the way I wanted it to. But while having that underlying color palette because of the filter that's on top. So it's like, then when all the photos are next to each other, they all kind of have the same color theme. I'd say that's my biggest tip is using the same filter. Although recently I've actually stopped using Instagram filters as a whole. And now I don't edit my photos at all. I went through a little bit of a crisis where I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to put filters on my photos. I'm not going to wear makeup in my photos unless I want to. But besides that, no, fuck it. I don't care. Like if I like the photo, I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to fucking leave it. And low key, I actually like how my feed looks like, like that. Because now it's like, I have to focus more on the lighting and like the composition to make the photo cool on its own. And I think it's actually creating, it's making me more creative with my Instagram photos, which is kind of cool. So yeah, some of my favorite filters on Visco are, there's a Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson's a movie director. He has a line of filters that you can buy on Visco. They're called like dog one, dog two, and dog three. That won't make any sense, but if you know about Visco, that will make sense and you can buy those filters and I think they're really good. But you just have to make sure you turn down the intensity of those filters a lot. Enjoy. Okay, next question. Let's talk about, should we do thrifting tips? Hi, Emma. I love your videos and I actually really love your idea for the Anything Goes podcast. What are your tips for thrifters, like new thrifters or people who want to get into thrifting? What is like some tips and tricks you have when you go thrifting? Love you a lot love your videos. I absolutely love your style as well. I hope you have a great day. You seem like a lovely person. <laughs> okay, bye. Wow, that was the sweetest message I've ever received. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that. And I'm here for you, girl. I got you. So here are my tips. Basically, here's something I had to learn with thrifting that's kind of like a tough pill to swallow at times. And I think it's hard for people who just start is that you're not going to walk in there and pick something up and love it. There's just, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to spend a lot of time. Like this is the type of thing you do when all your friends are out of town and it's a Saturday and you're in town and you're bored and you're like, what am I going to do? You go to a thrift store and you spend three hours in there. That's the best way to find a bunch of good shit. So spending a lot of time is really important, but also having an open mind, right? So let's say you find something where you're like, okay, this is kind of cool, but I don't feel like I'd wear it unless it was cropped. Okay, well then fucking crop it, bro. Or if like the pants, you're like, okay, these pants are really cool, but they're a little bit too long. Cut them with scissors when you get home. Let's say you're like, oh, these pants are really cute, but like the waist is a little bit too big, but I like, like the way they fit. Use a shoelace belt when you wear them. I do that all the time. Pants are such a messy journey that like half the time my pants don't fit me and I either have to wear a belt or like they're too tight and then I'm like suffocating the whole day or like they're too big on the legs, but they're like perfect on the waist. So then it's just like, I just have to deal with it or they're too long and I have to cuff them. It's all about kind of like working around, working around it because if pants are a little bit too big, you can easily belt them and it look like they fit you fine and normally. And there's a lot of hacks for if pants are a little bit too big, you can wrap things around, like you can wrap a shoelace. I don't know, I see hacks on TikTok all the time about how to make pants fit if they're not quite right. Another thing is don't just shop in one section. 
like explore all sections. Okay. Even ones that you wouldn't normally go into. Like, for example, I'm an 18 year old woman. I have found jeans in the little boys section that were amazing. Okay. And I've also found good stuff in the like fucking men's pants section, which normally wouldn't fit me because I'm five, five, but like I made it work you know, and they ended up being really dope. They were like cargo pants when that was a thing. And they were great. Like I made them fit and they were great. So like, don't avoid areas because you think that like, it's not going to work. You'd be surprised what you can find in like the sections that are, you wouldn't think would be for you, especially the children's section. That's the funniest one. I'm like, literally, I love going in there. It, it It's kind of a hit or miss because most of the time the shit's really tiny, but sometimes you can find something cool you know, in occasionally. Last thrifting tip is my favorite things to thrift are hoodies, sweaters, and t-shirts. I feel like those are the sections that I always score in. So maybe start there so that you're not discouraged when you go look at pants because pants are a fucking nightmare. And even like regular tops can be kind of a nightmare because most of them are ugly for some reason. Yeah. Just start out with those areas and you'll probably be fine. Men's hoodies are the best. I love that section. It's my favorite section. Um, I found some really good shit in there. And even sweaters too. I found some sick sweaters from like the 80s in there. So go check it out. Go thrifting. It's responsible and sustainable and it's fun. And even if you find something cool and it's not maybe for you, you can always give it to your friend or sell it on Depop. Done. All right, we're going to go to Twitter. My grandma just texted me. What did she say? Emma, have a fun trip. Love you. Oh, so sweet. Um, I'm going to Paris in two days and I'm not prepared and I'm actually sick. So what's going to happen with that? God only knows. All right. Somebody asked me what my favorite staple piece is. I mentioned this earlier, but definitely a good pair of jeans. For me, it's Levi's. I love Levi's. I love the way that they fit. I love getting vintage Levi's because they're super soft and comfortable and they're not too tight. They have a nice flattering fit with comfort and that's really crucial so good pair of blue jeans you can't go wrong next question my five must-have wardrobe essentials we'll count the jeans as one because i just mentioned that number two i think a good pair of black boots of some sort like for me it's doc martens like a really nice i guess that's a shoe though so that's not really a ward no that's a wardrobe a really good pair of staple shoes. Okay. I'm just going to say that in general, because I feel like for me, I, I switch between Doc Martens, Air Force Ones, Nike Air Force Ones and Converse right now. It's kind of what I'm doing, but having a few pairs of staple shoes that you can just switch in between so that you just always have them on the, on, on the lineup. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. You always have them ready. So that's two, a staple, a few staple shoes, but I'm counting that as one blue jeans. I'd say a good basic hoodie, weirdly enough, because I like to layer hoodies with things like I like to wear, like you can wear a hoodie with jeans with like a cool, like leather jacket over it. You can wear a hoodie with fucking anything with sweats, with leggings, with, um, plaid pants. Like you can really style them with everything. And I think that that's like really nice during the winter and it's just huge. Like just to have a bit like a basic one though, that like will never get old, like a basic gray, soft, comfortable hoodie. Okay. Next basic white t-shirts cropped, not cropped, short sleeve, long sleeve, 
it's just great for layering. Like you can just layer them with anything, wear them by themselves during the summer. They match any statement pant. If you're wearing like a statement pant that has like a lot of shit going on or even if not, they just go with everything. It's amazing. And then the last staple would be a nice turtleneck, preferably white, that you can wear for, again, for layering. I think you need a white turtleneck in your closet. You can wear it under a t-shirt. You can wear it under a sweater vest. You can wear it under a crew neck. You can wear it under, you know, a cool jacket. You can wear it under... I mean, you fucking name it, you're wearing that white turtleneck under it. You have no, I, I wear a white turtleneck under fucking everything. Like it's my job. That was messy, but that was five. <laughs> Give me tips on layering clothes. I kind of touched on this a second ago, but I think the key is like finding inspo. Like I, the only way that I, fi- that I figured out how to layer from seeing other people layer. So like, I used to have no idea how to do that, but it's just, kind of looking around and seeing on like Pinterest, seeing how people do it. I'll name a few of my favorite ways. I love wearing collared shirts or flannels under a crew neck sweatshirt. I think that looks really cool. I like wearing hoodies under bigger coats. So like a long coat, but with a hoodie under it. I think that looks dope. Again, turtlenecks under t-shirts, under vests, under basically anything. I will argue that you could put a turtleneck under anything. Fight me on that. How else do I layer? I think that's kind of it. Those are my favorite ways, but finding inspo is like my biggest way to do that because there's so many ways to do it that I think in the beginning when you're first starting with that kind of, it's a whole ecosystem when you're fucking layering clothes. It's so difficult. took me a lot of time to figure that shit out. So anyway, but like finding inspo is good. Okay, moving on. How does one dress uniquely but not idiotically? I think as long as it makes sense to you and you carry an outfit with confidence, you, you're never going to be an idiot. And even if somebody thinks you are, and even if you look back and you think you're an idiot, who cares? If you love it in the moment and you feel like, yes, this is a fit, I'm vibing with this and I love it, then you're not, you are being unique and you're not being an idiot. I think it's really cool that people, like, I really appreciate when people wear outfits that I don't necessarily understand. Because it kind of challenges me in my brain. I'm like, damn, like, how'd they think of that? You know, or that's kind of weird. But like, if they love it, then, you know, that's actually something that maybe I'm going to pull something from this. You know, maybe it'll make sense to me in a year when my brain has evolved. Who knows? Thoughts on men in fashion. I love men's fashion so much. Like, weirdly, more than women's fashion. Like, I love it. I love watching men's fashion shows. I just think it's so fun. I actually love wearing, like I love men's fashion for myself, actually. I tend to, I actually take inspiration from a lot of men's fashion in my own closet. Just cause I just like it and I think it's cool. So actually, mo- I feel like most of the clothes that I wear on a daily basis are literally from the men's section. Like right now my hoodie or my crew necks from the men's section. My pants are not. Actually, they might have been. I don't know. But I just love it. I think it's so fun to just kind of make it my own and style it in a way that nobody else would. Or it's like, okay, because I think when you're styling men's fashion, it's like, I am not going to look the same way as the mannequin, which is the same way with women's fashion. But, you know, it's different. I like to take men's fashion trends and turn it into something that makes sense for me. I like to take 
like a men's fashion trend and turn it into like an everybody's fashion trend. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't, I like to just make it, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm moving on. Oh, I just bent my nail backwards. I'm so stupid. My nail's falling off. I keep bending it on shit. Anyway, acrylics are a danger hazard. <laughs> what time period, 80s, 90s, 2000s, is your favorite fashion era? I'd say overall 80s. But recently I've been loving the 90s and I've been buying a lot of 90s shit, but 80s is my favorite. And I actually also love the 60s as well. Two worst colors to style together. I don't think that that exists, but I would say black and navy blue can be a little bit upsetting because they almost look the same, but they're not. It's like, don't do that, you know? Favorite go-to brands. Recently, I've been doing so much vintage shopping that it's, like, so fucking random. Like, I mean, you know, I don't even know where they came from. I don't even know the brands. They're just weird, random vintage brands. But when I do go shopping, I do love going to opening ceremony. It's the store, but it is really expensive. I more go in there kind of just for the inspo of it. But I really, it's just so, it's like, they have really cool stuff because it's, like, smaller designers, from well there's some big designers in there too but I feel like there's some cool like maybe upcoming designers I might sound stupid right now because I'm pretty sure that that's what they a lot of what they have in there it's just really cool like I feel like they have really unique stuff in there and it's always changing and then I usually buy all my basics from Brandy Melville which is you know like I love getting their sweatpants like what can I say this is you know it's not such a fucking crime Sorry, I keep like breathing like that. I have my Invisalign in, so I'm literally like, <laughs> deal with it. Do you see yourself getting more deep into the fashion business, like starting an actual clothing line apart from merch? P.S. I love your fashion sense. Thank you so much. And I do, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Period. I actually have a great question to end this off on. How to not care what other people think about the way you dress. This is great because this took me so long to figure out I mean, I think being in school, you know, with the same kids every day, it's hard to show up in a different, unique outfit because, you know, they see you wearing the same shit every day. And then if you show up and you're wearing something special, everybody's like, why the fuck did you dress up? Oh, why are you wearing that today? Where the fuck did you go shopping? Like the fucking, you know what I mean? And so it can be really hard. So I think in school, I never actually figured it out in school, to be honest. The entire time I was in school, kid. I never learned how to be comfortable in what I really, 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 truly wanted to wear. I never figured that out. But now that I'm older, I think it's just about kind of doing it and seeing what happens. It's like, put on the outfit, go outside, literally see what happens. Most of the time, 90% of the time, unless you're at school with some assholes, nobody's even going to notice. If anything, they're going to see your outfit and be like, damn, they really stepped outside of their box today. That looks amazing because it's unique and it's different. They're going to be like, damn, that's cool. I can guarantee that nobody's really that worried about you. Okay. Anybody who's giving you a hard time is just an asshole at school that's bored. People don't really care. They care about themselves. Okay. People are more worried about what they're wearing, not what you're wearing. So somebody might think something about your outfit for the per first maybe three seconds of being in contact with you and then directly after and then immediately that thought will go away 
and they're just going to start thinking about themselves again. That's just how humans are, dude. You have nothing to worry about. And even if people are giving you shit, it's really, it can be really frustrating and it can be really upsetting and it's happened to me, but you just have to be like, if I just keep going, they're going to stop. And if they don't get them expelled, that's a great way to end this episode or just never hang out with them again. If they're not in school. All right. Well, I think that was a great episode. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to Fashion Week this weekend, so expect to see some shit about that. Actually, Fashion Week will have already happened. I am kind of scared to travel right now because I'm not feeling so good, and I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm probably going to get very sick while I'm there because I'm... Actually, let me knock on wood. Thank you. Very, very superstitious over here in this side of town. Wish me luck that my... That I don't, like, wake up after my 14-hour flight with, like, a sinus infection because I kind of feel it coming. So anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Again, hope you got something valuable out of this. Hope you guys are enjoying the new podcast. If you guys have any ideas for upcoming episodes that you want me to do, tweet at me, at AG Podcast. And if you have any questions that you want me to answer in upcoming episodes, you can call this phone number. 567-275-3662. Leave a short voicemail question and I might answer it on the episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio.com or wherever else you get your podcasts. It really helps me out and I really appreciate it and I love you guys so much. And my acrylic nail is literally half off my nail right now and it and I'm bleeding underneath it. So please pray for me. Uh, I need to go to the hospital. Love you all. Mwah.